Um, okay, well, they recently made the ones that were, uh, like, pretzel kind on the outside. Mm-hmm. Those are actually tolerable. No, I, 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 I fucked, I mean, I haven't fucked with those in a while, but in theory, I fucked with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the only kind that I, that I, like, the kind that are just the regular that just have, like, the whatever the bread. Fuck like, that. Ugh. I, well, I wouldn't go, but. But it's like, the fact that the, the, the dough just looks so, just, like, bleached to hell and back, <laughs> like, what is it even? Like, Ugh. Ugh. no sick yeah hot pockets are sick anyway we're recording yeah we are yeah our hot- welcome to that sick it's episode 21 yeah welcome everybody my name is heather That's seven threes do you know what that is seven threes oh yeah Seven times three. Seven is a lucky number. Three is a lucky number. That's that's a double power oh, that's, number. That's true. Okay. That's good. You're going to justify every single episode as being somehow a lucky number. Absolutely. <laughs> Any hooters. As I said, I'm Heather. I'm Justine. I'm your numerologist, JB. Yeah, welcome uh, to episode 21 of That's Sick, where we talk about uh, all of the gross stuff that you're not so secretly fascinated with, just like us. And it is my bye week, so I have no idea what we're talking about this week, and I'm so excited to find out. <laughs> but before uh, we, you're gonna hate, I'm gonna hate it. You're gonna hate no, it. You'll so like much. it. You might like it. Oh, God, no, you're you're bugs. you're gonna hate it. It's probably about bugs. Um, before we get into the bugs How or whatever, you? does anybody have a sickest thing of the week? Yes. Mm. Justine, go. go. Okay. So this, uh, my sickest thing of the week in a bad way is courtesy of my coworker, Liz. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Liz. She heard that I had this podcast and she wanted to share this this gross thing with me. Um, so I'm going to pull it up on my phone and show you guys. Oh, it's a visual. Well, not really. It's more like a headline. So okay. the headline is sex teacher fed students her bodily fluids. Ooh. So I don't have the article, but the gist of it is that uh, a teacher who was charged with raping one of her students. Not only did she do that sick, gross thing, um, she also she baked donuts that were tainted with her bodily fluids and brought them to school and gave them to her students. Which, Which bodily fluids? fluids? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know from this screenshot and I, I don't really care to find out. So we can just, you know, Aww. use. I mean, it's gross. No matter how you cut it. We can use our imaginations. It's, it's probably whatever. pussy juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've heard that you can use that in place of oil to cut calories in your bacon. Sick? What? Where? Ew. I just made that up. Okay. Yeah, oh I was just being funny. God. I was just being outrageous. Wait, oh in place God. of what? In place of vegetable oil. I would think maybe in place of eggs. Yeah. It's, it, it's that kind of protein-y. It, it you can use it to emulsify yeah. things, make a good uh, good mayo. Oh out God, of it. I can't believe we just <laughs> went there. Quit playing footy with me. Sorry, um, do you have anything sick? Yeah, I act. Mine actually came courtesy of a coworker as well, <laughs> and I did not see this thing, and she did not see this thing. However, she told me that her husband saw it, and I I believe this. And it's something I may want to cover in a future episode in more depth. But he had a because she was telling me she wanted to get like dreads. And I said, no, Ugh, no, please. White? Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't, yes, don't do she, that. Yeah, no, she's no, a white no, girl. No, no, and I was no, like, no. please don't get white girl dreads. Ugh. 
And as she said, her husband was going to too. I was like, well, if you guys are both getting white people dreads as a couple, then I guess I support that. Although that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Why? Why would you support that? I just think if they're going to look stupid together, then I support them looking stupid together. It's no. not just about looking stupid. It's cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's extremely offensive. Yeah. Um, if you're a white person with dreads listening to this, uh, get rid of them. I highly recommend you don't have them Get anymore. rid of them. And if you're mad about it, you don't have to listen to us anymore. It's yeah, if cool. you're mad about it, stay mad about it. You look dumb. I was like, fair enough. My my biggest point is I think they look stupid. But uh, anyway, they had a friend who had dreads and they jumped into a lake and spiders started crawling out of that (laughs) shit. (laughs) See? Yeah, because white people shouldn't have. Well, for the myriad reason why white people shouldn't have dreads. I mean, mostly white people's hair isn't supposed to dread. Right. So you don't need to dread it. And so it's going to get gross. And just don't do it. Right. Jesus. It, it, it does not do that naturally. Just leave so it alone. You are working really hard to do that to your hair. And you would, when I mean work really hard, apparently allow uh, to live in your hair to, to nest in your hair. And then, I thought that was horrifying. Uh, yeah. And then and then it perpetuates this idea that all dreaded hair is disgusting when Which it's it not, not people whose hair naturally dreads it's clean. It's not gross. That's so, just what it does. It's, it's, it's how it naturally grows. White people stop doing it. Anyway, yeah, please. End of story. And we just lost all 30 of our listeners. It's we cool. took a hard stand on white people dreads. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think we have a lot of pro white people dread listeners. I feel no. pretty confident in that. Yeah. And I will stand behind this. Uh, I will stand behind it. I'm yep. glad we're all on the same page with it. Yep. Um, my sickest thing of the week is that they're slowly phasing out the Mountain Dew Kickstarts. It is like the only energy drink that I like. It tastes like just like orange soda. So I just ordered 48 cans of it on Amazon. <laughs> what are you going to do after the new year? I'm going to have to drink Monster or some shit. I don't know. You're I won't a- drink Red Bull. It tastes funny to me. It tastes like crushed up Flintstone vitamins. It does. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, but I've been told, I've never had a Monster, but I've been, been told the Monster's okay. I know the Rockstars taste terrible and they're not carbonated, which is stupid. Ew. So they're really flat and they taste nasty. Ew. So when you start drinking monsters, when are you getting your tribal arm manned? Uh, I will be changing my name officially to Kyle, first <laughs> off, and I'll punch <laughs> all the holes in my drywall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, then I'll, get I'll a, start uh, with the white claw, and then I'll get a um a four wheeler. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely need one of those. I mean, you have a four wheeler; it's just the Honda Civic, and not. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have a an all-terrain vehicle. Oh boy, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Me too. So the uh, I'm so excited. Without further ado, will you guys please reveal to me what is the theme or topic of the week? Da, 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 da. Shall I reveal? Yes, you're gonna love this because it involves science. Mm-hmm. I like and that. creatures. I love creatures. Do you? Mm. And it's parasites. <laughs> oh, it's not I knew qu- it was going to be bugs. Parasites aren't bugs exactly. They're, they're ki- sometimes. They're, they can be protozoans. They're creepy crawly. Yeah. Mine is a protozoan. Oh, okay. Mine is not. Okay. So who's going first? Does it matter? Well, uh, I don't think it matters. So no, you, get, you can pick. I think they're equal. Okay. Um, let's see. Rock, paper, scissors. 
All right. Let's, right now. Let's okay. narrate. Let's make, yeah, make this really interesting yeah, for yeah, our you listeners. You got to do a good play-by-play. Okay, so uh, rock, paper, scissors. We got Justine and JB. They're ready to hit Oh, this. yeah, you got to do like this. You got to do the one, two, three, shoot as <laughs> okay, well. Okay, sorry. Um, and one, two, three, shoot. Good old rock. Yeah, JB wins. So do you want to go first or second? I want to go first. Okay, go to it. JB. All right. Now, I'm not sure about the rest of you. But it's not like I had a great impression of uh, parasites going into this. No, no, no. no. You know, I don't like parasites. It's 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 it seems it seems unequal. Sucks to be a host. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Does it? Does it suck to be a host? Par- oh. Parasites suck sometimes. <laughs> often. I like oh man, being that's a, a host. That, that works on all kinds of levels for uh, you right now. I actually do mm. like being a host, though. So the best case scenario. At the very least, parasites are are mooches. Mm-hmm. They just take and take and take and, and give nothing. Yeah. But I didn't give them a ton of credit for being kind of dastardly and nefarious. Oh. But How so? I was I was wrong. <laughs> so we we've in the, the last few months doing the podcast, we've we've discussed parasites. And there have been some 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 bad dudes yeah. who take over some bodies and do some bad bad juju. Yeah. So today I want to discuss a parasite with perhaps the most evil of all of the superpowers. Mind control. Oh. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. So I had this parasite described to me as a parasite that makes mice unafraid of cats so that they get eaten. Oh. oh. So what one of my one of my coworkers, Alexis, who is one of our 30 loyal listeners. Hi, Alexis. You're adorable. I love you. Hi. Hi, Alexis. Thanks for listening. And for giving me an idea for this week's podcast. She's in vet tech school right now. So she she learns about all kinds of gross stuff and she tells me things. Oh, yeah. So this just sounded so gross that I needed to know more. Okay. Turns out that this parasite is none other than Toxoplasm, Toxoplasma uh, Guardi, the parasite found the cat waste. Which is something we've wanted to talk about, I think, from the beginning anyway. Cat shit. Wait, so you mean is, cat shit. So this is a toxoplasmosis? Yes. Got it. Yeah, it's it's toxoplasmosis guardii. I'm sorry. I don't speak Latin. I didn't go to <laughs> evil school. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yes, I'm sorry. It's not in cat waste. It's in cat shit. Catch it. It is. To so. be specific. I was trying to be polite for our gentle listeners. <laughs> yes, because our, our listeners are the gentlest. Because the people who, who tuned in last week whenever I talked about eating dicks. You can all eat a bunch of dicks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right. But we're all cat ladies here, so we're very interested in this topic, right? Oh, yeah. Um, right. I'm sure I have toxoplasmosis. You have toxoplasmosis. Well, probably not, actually. You, you don't think? No, you have. we have indoor cats. I think we've discuss this like amongst ourselves no i think we all i mean i probably i I probably contracted it when i was a kid well let's 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 don't get put the car before the horse what exactly is it and how does it get into the cat shit all right so let's let's just start with the mice okay the mice because that is what brought us all here so how does it affect mice so the toxoplasma guardii Mm -hmm. it's it's a protozoan that lives in cat shit and animals like sheep, chicken, and mice come in contact with the poop and eat the toxoplasma eggs. So the eggs hatch and settle into the brain, wreaking havoc in their in their brain. So it lays little cysts, those little cysts, 
And in the case of mice, it uh, it affects the way their brains function to the point where they are no longer afraid of their natural predators, which Ooh. are cats. Yeah. In, in general, their natural protection tells them to not go where cat urine is. But the way this protozoan acts in their brain says, oh, you should go there. Yeah. Go where that cat pee is. Doesn't <laughs> smell bad over there at all. Doesn't so, smell like that there was a cat That smells real there. good. You want to go where the cat pee is. So, <laughs> so then you get eaten. So this toxoplasmosis is brainwashing the, the rat or the mouse into uh, getting into the cat territory. Essentially. Getting so, into the cat's territory. Yeah. Yeah. It's eventually trying to get itself inside of a cat body. Okay. All right. So the mousey goes, runs over to where the cat pee is. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, it gets all eaten up. Now, why? Because apparently the, the toxo protozoan only likes to get, get to fucking times inside of a cat intestines. It really likes to be inside cat guts. Only cat guts. Only cat guts is when it can Solely. get its swerve on. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm not personally very aroused at the idea of banging inside of cat intestines. I don't know how you guys feel about that. It's sexy. I <laughs> don't knock it till you tried it. I, I think I might be too large to have sex inside of inside of a cat. Possibly. Well, not I mean, with that attitude. Yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. There might be shrinkulators and stuff that can get you in there. But have you seen a liger? They're real big. Have you seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? It's a documentary. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, not like the Napoleon Dynamite, like a liger. Like, they're like, actually, no, I know they're, they're yeah. real. They can, they can happen. Yeah. It's a hybrid of uh, a tiger and a lion. I don't know, know which one has to be the male or the female. But anyway, their offspring is sterile. But it's a giant, giant like a, cat. Yeah. So big. So it happens. Yeah. But all of that... All of that very important information aside, why why all only inside the the guts of a cat? Yeah, this, why? This, well, apparently, Toxo needs the fatty acid, linoleic acid. All right, yeah, the the Latin crew doesn't know anything about how to pronounce. I would this need word. to see how it was spelled. A fatty acid. It's a fatty that's, acid. That's all we need to know. Yeah, yeah. So there's a fatty acid that the Toxo protozoa needs to reproduce. And most mammals, including humans, have an enzyme uh, called D60 that breaks down that enzyme uh, or breaks down that acid and it metabolizes it. Cats are the only mammal that does not have this enzyme. Oh. So the guts of cats are just full of this fatty acid. They can just like, so the toxoplasmosis can just like flourish. That is where they get their fuck on. They're like, hell yeah. <laughs> They're having a giant toxoplasmosis party. They have a toxoplasmosis party. And Inside then they, the intestines. They be banging. And then. They be fucking. They be fucking. And then they lay their eggs and it comes all out in the cat shit. And then they live. Then they just uh, they they, they just uh, flourish their... and propagate and spread everywhere. The cat poop goes everywhere. I mean, it goes in a pile. Like it's not like if the cat has this disease that it just like splatter shit. Well, if it's an outside cat, it's gonna poop in all different types of places. But yeah, so it's it spreads it spreads the love. It spreads it's gonna the... poop all over its territory. It spreads the poo. So this sucks for the for the mice, obviously, because they get eaten and turned into cat poop. But you may have heard that this this parasite is the reason that there are cat ladies. Yeah, I have I have heard of this before, and yeah, it is kind of like, oh, if you're 
infected with this toxoplasmosis, you're just going to get more cats and more cats and just the crazy cat lady, which I don't judge you because that sounds like a great life. The only reason I don't have more cats and more cats is because oh, it's just so much shit. So like, much shit. It's it just scooping increases exponentially. Ugh. It's like a parabola or whatever the, the sharply increasing thing is. I don't yeah. know. That kind of math was not my strong suit. Yeah, it's it, it, parabola. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like I have three cats and that's just that's enough shit. It's too much to, shit to scoop. It's so much poop and pee. One cat, normal amount of shit. Two cats, too much shit. Oh my god, I miss three the days. cats. Fucking goddamn shitload of shit. A fucking shitload of shit. Okay, we all know how much that is. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a lot. Anyway, the thing is, is that that's not entirely true. That having toxoplasmosis doesn't make you a crazy cat lady. Oh, good. Does it make you? not hate the smell of cat piss that's no that's not even true because but it's how it works for the mouse we're not mice our brains are similar they are similar enough that people that scientists experiment on mice in ways that they do humans but we're we're not exactly the same right right and and, uh we could do not that we would do a whole episode but you know watch the adam maroons everything episode about how mice lab testing is not actually super accurate when it comes to life between mice and humans you know but i digress so there, there are some, some tough facts against cat waste. Shit. Shit. People who are pregnant or people who have compromised immune systems like HIV AIDS. Yeah. Uh, they, sh- they shouldn't handle cat waste because of the risk of coming in contact with toxoplasmosis. That's literally the only reason. The only good reason anybody has given me to get pregnant is that I wouldn't have to, have to do the boxes for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only benefit in my eyes. Like, oh, I don't have to scoop the poopies. Cool. But then I have this screaming, disgusting child for the rest of my life. Ugh. And, but you if, s- and you still have to worry about all the, like, you know, any poop left on one of their butts. Yeah. That'd be a problem. Because the, the, you can get toxoplasmosis, not just from cat waste. Uh, you can get it from undercooked meat and water. Kind that's like been salmonella. contaminated. Yeah, it's like if you've ever heard that pregnant women have to like microwave their lunch meat. Yes, that's that's one of the things like because you can't have any kind of undercooked meat because they can't it could have it. come in contact with it. They can't have any fancy cheese like the like they can't the have soft cheese. soft cheese. Yeah, and yeah. they can't have sea or a lot like not seafood, but sashimi. Certain, yeah, Sushi, certain kinds yeah. of seafoods. Yeah. yeah, and it's they're not like mild risks either. Like it's a pretty high. Is it like if the the poop has toxoplasmosis, it's a pretty high contagion rate. Ooh. Like what? in the first trimester, it's like 10%. In the second trimester, it's like maybe 20. But when you get into the third trimester, it's like 30, 40%. It's it's a pretty high risk. And what's going to happen to your fetus? You can have a miscarriage or a stillborn child. Or oh, no. They can be born with vision problems, like mm. be blind, Aww. like abscesses in their brains. Poor babies. Yeah. So this is what the it's, toxoplasmosis- it's not. It's not minor. Yeah. This oh. is what it does to a fetus. But okay, so what does and it do? And the same do? risk to AIDS patients. Right. Yes. Immunocompromised people, people that have had transplants, uh, HIV, AIDS patients, anybody that has a compromised immune system, people that are on chemotherapy, they have compromised compromised immune systems a lot of times. Um, so what does it do to the human brain? Does it do any, that, that's just like, like the adult human, the normal adult human that's not, you know, pregnant, that's... It can cause cysts and abscesses in the brain. Ooh. That's that's the major issue. And it seems that they primarily 
uh, center on like vision problems, but also abscesses in the brain. So how is this? I thought you were going to tell me that this toxoplasmosis shit was good in some way. Like you're like, no, it's not good. We're talking about parasites. Well, well, I (laughs) I was just trying to lull you to a sense of a false sense of complacency. You really did because I thought you were going to I just lied. I thought you were going to turn parasites on their head and be like, oh, they're actually okay. No, they're bad. Well, on, on the flip side, if you're not a pregnant woman or a person with a compromised immune system, you really have nothing to fear, even because they're like 30 to 50 percent of the population, depending on where you get your data from, already has this, has yeah. already come in contact with this and has it and they're completely fine. It's not a big deal. It's like HPV. Whenever you initially come into contact with toxoplasmosis, you have like kind of mild flu-like symptoms for a week or two. and passes through your system and you're fine you shit it out you're fine you shit it out and you're fine it's not a big deal oh okay unless you have a compromised immune system or you're pregnant Mm -hmm. so that's that's the silver lining that it's not a big deal (laughs) but there have been studies that shown that it may have a lasting effect on your brain if you've come in contact with it that's what i'm concerned about because i've i've seen i don't remember any of these studies but i've definitely seen articles where it's like oh well you're you've been brainwashed by toxoplasmosis and what like what what it's, is the problem well the the protozoan has enzymes that produce uh dopamine that's a good thing it, i like dopamine it is in theory however increased dopamine activity is not necessarily a great thing and it's but a lot of this is a correlation versus cor- causation, causation situation that people who come in contact with this parasite, that they uh, participate in more risky activities, which is uh, activity of increased dopamine activity. Oh, and so you're saying people that like are adrenaline junkies may have toxoplasmosis. Or they have antibodies in their blood that have shown that they've had the disease and they've, you know, gone over it. Yeah. But that it may have altered their brain permanently. But it's also like we can't say this is exactly why you do this right or like not every base jumper is <laughs> like uh, came, into con- by a came into contact with cat shit yeah <laughs> but there was a 2012 study in the uk that they studied uh schizophrenia patients oh and which schizophrenia is associated and once again associated not necessarily caused by but associated with increased dopamine activity in the brain mm-hmm. and three times the patient's than not had uh exposure to toxoplasmosis oh what shit really yeah so it's still not a case that they can say that toxoplasmosis causes schizophrenia or people with schizophrenia may be more likely to contact it but there is there is a correlation there's a strong correlation yeah some kind of strong that's interesting because i know there's a very strong genetic factor when it comes to schizophrenia and it doesn't usually show up until like in your mid-20s college yeah Yeah. like your mid-20s and stuff but that's interesting that like maybe say you have a family history of schizophrenia and uh you come in contact with this toxoplasmosis and maybe that toxoplasmosis infection is the thing that kind of like triggers the schizophrenia to wake up and finally start like you know taking over your brain so i'm just i'm just spitballing here but that's what it's no yeah so they're still they're still working on trying to figure out exactly all the ties between all of this. And oh, that's who knows? super interesting. Maybe it's not a genetic thing. Maybe all these people just are coming into cat 
contact with cat feces yeah. and they all just have this disease and it's causing us who knows but but it could be both it could be both that's interesting as hell i love it oh i learned stuff me What'd too you got, kid? oh is it is it is uh, that it uh yeah i mean that's about the sickness like i just think that you should wash your hands after handling cat poop or any poop yeah yeah well, I, um yes. yeah what's the what's the let's let's end it with a good moral what's the moral of our toxoplasmosis story is should how should we should we try to avoid it somehow how can we avoid it you said something about indoor versus outdoor cats it's better if you have indoor cats, you're less likely for your cats to have toxic Because, yeah, they don't come in contact with it because the they're inside your house. Yeah, with well, the mice. sometimes there's mice in your house. That's true. I had mice in my house. Yeah, I think it's all about you mitigating risk, right? Like, yeah, you can't completely eliminate risk from your life, but... But you can kind of, like, yeah, slow it down a little bit or hinder it a smidge. Well, and, and cat, cats really, they're, they're safer inside. The wildlife outside is safer if the cats are inside. Yeah. I mean, it turns out you're also going to be safer if they're inside. Everybody's safer. I don't know how anybody could have their cat be an outdoor cat because I would just be thinking 24-7 of, is my sweet baby Josie hit by a car or not? You know? I would have to live in a country to even be kind of okay with that. So where I grew grew up out in rural Pennsylvania and our cats, our cats are always indoor outdoor but they do i mean one one of our kittens well cats when i was really little got uh eaten <laughs> next door neighbor's dog oh have i told you guys this story no, no. this is horrifying though uh <laughs> i mean horrible it happened so long ago and like okay i this is definitely going off on a tangent it's vaguely related because it's about cats and we were just talking about toxoplasmosis but i'll tell it as quickly as possible and the moral of the story which i'm going to lead with is my mom is an angel and the sweetest person ever and i this poor woman so i was very very small i was probably like three or four i don't know somewhere in there and we got two barn cat like two barn kittens from um a friend and one was white and one was gray. And the gray one, oh, right around Christmas, like disappeared, disappeared. And so did the white one. They both disappeared. But the white one came back and the gray one never did. So, you know, my mom said my parents told me, well, you know, ran away. Well, years later, I made some kind of reference to the cat that ran away. And mom was like, well, didn't I ever tell you what really happened to the cat? Oh. And I said, no. And she said, well, actually, what happened was that the neighbor's dog got the cat. <gasps> I don't know if the neighbor's dog actually ate the cat, but the neighbor's dog killed killed the cat. Yes. And she said, we didn't want to tell you because it was Christmas and it was very upsetting. You were very young. And I I think at the time I probably was in a a very like pre-teenage, like stupid phase. And so I think I got all like snotty about it. Like I was not happy that she had hidden this from me. How dare you lie to me, mom? I got over it eventually. Save me, save my little tiny emotions from pain back then. So years later, I finally, you know, got over that. And years later, we were talking and I brought, hey, remember that time that you lied to me about what happened to the cat and it actually got killed by the neighbor's dog? Oh, that was was funny. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, no, didn't I ever tell you what really happened? What what really, really happened? (laughs) Oh, no, what really, really happened? So uh, this friend of ours that had barn kittens, there were, you know, many kittens in litter and there were two gray ones. So the first gray kitten, she actually accidentally hit with the car. Um, the cat had been 
uh, like I think sleeping under the car on the tire something like this it's a thing that happens with cats when they're outside yeah it's warmy um, for them yeah so she obviously felt awful like horrible that this had happened and I hope she's not mad at me that I'm telling a story on the podcast I I don't bear a grudge I'm gonna you know put this right out there you can edit um, it out later you no know, felt horrible so she went back to our friend and asked can I have the other gray kitten um and so she swapped the cats and never ever I so I never knew that accident happened but then um the second cat actually did get killed by the neighbor's dog so Ugh. two gray cats both died. Yes. There was double cat yes. homicide. But the white cat lived to 13, which is pretty... Wait, that's not true. I was 13. <laughs> the white cat lived to about 10. Oh, Justine. Which is... <laughs> that's still pretty good. Which yeah. is good for an outdoor cat who yeah. scrapped. She that scrapped. Actually, yeah, 13 so, I mean, 10 is 10, pretty no, old No, 10 is good for an outdoor cat that likes to get into fights with, like, fucking raccoons and I hear and their shit. average age on the outside is 7. 7, yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, so she's an old lady. So that's gross. Thanks, Justine. You're that's welcome. disgusting. Yeah. Sorry for that little and extra sad. <laughs> fucking sad. It's funny. Um, time to go to your story that we might as well, huh? Yeah. Two stories in a row. Ha. Huh. Tricked you guys. Yes. So um, I also, surprise, researched a parasite uh, for this week. Uh, but unlike JB, my, my parasite is, oh... I mean, somewhat more visible to the human eye. Yeah. More wriggly. Yeah. Can I? I feel like I want to guess. Yeah. Go for it. Is it a lamprey? No. That's not a parasite? Yes, it is. Isn't it like a a parasitic fish? It's a parasitic fish. It's a parasitic fish. It sucks onto other fishes and just like. Yes. (sighs) It's like it's inside. We should do lampreys in the future. But yes. Okay. So it's not about lampreys. No. Do you want to guess again? No, I don't have any other guesses. (laughs) Uh, Tapeworms. Oh, God. See, this is what the Virgo upstairs always says that I have. That you have a tapeworm? Yeah. Why? Uh, Like, if I'm really, really hungry and I just keep eating, he's like, oh, well, you have a tapeworm. That's not how it works. (laughs) Also, it's because you, like, don't ever eat, and then your body's just like, hey, I need three days worth of food. Yeah, and then I binge eat. (laughs) All right. Well. I'm unhealthy. (laughs) Tapeworms are pretty much a classic parasite, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, um, hold on to your butts because we're going to learn all about them. Today. How dare you? I'll do whatever I want with my butt. Oh, you're going to hold on to it. I'm holding it. That's my emotional support animal. <laughs> <laughs> so a tapeworm is part of the class Cestoda in the flatworm phylum. There are about 6,000 different species of cestodes, and all of them are parasitic. You're a cestode. So tapeworms tend to spend the adult stage of their life cycle in their definitive vertebrate host. And JB actually touched on this a little bit in her piece. I don't know if the like protozoa operate exactly like this because they're you know completely different kind of animal, literally. But when you were talking about how they want to be in the cat, to like reproduce and be adults that's their definitive host so that's where that's where you spend your adult stage and then they spend one to two growth stages as larvae in an intermediate host which can be a vertebrate or an invertebrate and so the exact process will vary by species but their general strategy is to release as many eggs as possible out into the world because god each individual egg has a very low chance of 
doing anything at all. So like fish, where they just like shit yeah. a bunch of eggs yeah. out. Literally, yes. Because they're all going to get eaten by other stuff. Yep. And then maybe three will survive. So the egg, <laughs> So the eggs are put out into the world via their host's poop. They've, they're shitted they're out. They're shit. Yep. yep. With the hopes of at least a few finding a suitable intermediary host to start their life cycle. <sighs> so. <is> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the gross part yet, I my know. friends. I love it. The adult tapeworm usually lives within the intestines of their host, where they latch on with the scolex, which is like a tiny little head with sucker things on it. Mm. And they absorb all of their nutrients directly from the host's gut. And then the majority of the tapeworm's body is made up of segments called proglottids that are constantly growing out of the tapeworm's neck. Each proglottid has a self-contained reproductive system. What? Yes. What? Yes. That's that's literally fucking disgusting. So, ooh. And a mature proglottid <gasps> is basically a sack of eggs. So, um, for some reason, I didn't write this part down, but I do remember reading about it um, yesterday. So, tapeworms are hermaphroditic. Yes. Um, and generally, they do, they'll copulate in in their way i don't remember how it is they just squish up against each other yeah but um <laughs> they but they are capable of self-reproduction if they're the only tapeworm in the host's gut they sound like very like very fecund very hardy type animals that are just like we're just gonna fucking survive whether yep. you like it or not so um when the proglottids are ripe and ready to go the tapeworm releases them at which point the host poops them out Sweet. Uh, they can grow to various lengths based on their species. So, for example, a beef tapeworm can grow up to 20 meters. Is it Damn. Go- what? Like in a cow? Is this in a cow's guts? I think so. That's what a beef is. That's what a buff is. Shia LaBeouf. Um, while the whale tapeworm oh, God. can exceed 30 meters in length. Oh, fuck that. 30 no. meters? No, thank you. So for no the- thanks. So um, for those of us not into the metric system i always think of i mean a meter is like what roughly three feet roughly a yardstick yeah so that's like 90 feet of fucking tapeworm oh fuck that oh god damn yeah. oh my god and then just full of like necks of eggs yeah i actually didn't even know that that whales could get tapeworms i didn't know tapeworms were in the ocean like that um i'm going to be fair to be fair, fair. to be fair I don't know exactly if the whale tapeworm lives in the whale or if that's the name they give it, gave it because it's so fucking big. <laughs> so you can go research that oh, later. Oh, because it's just so big. Oh, no, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay, okay. So how does one get infected with a tapeworm and what exactly happens to you? You have to eat shit. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> so according to the Mayo Clinic, and I literally just pulled this from the Mayo Clinic's website because hey. they, they, know their, they know their shit. They're a definitive source. They're, that's, hey, it's better than, you know, so, Wikipedia. Factors that may put you at a greater risk of infection include, one, poor hygiene. So, like you said, accidentally eating shit. Um, Wash your ass. Yes. Don't eat poop. Infrequent washing and bathing increases the risk of accidental transfer of contaminated matter to your mouth. Uh, if you're exposed to livestock, and this is especially problematic in areas where human and animal feces are not de- disposed of properly. Um, traveling to developing countries in areas with poor sanitation practices, to be specific. So, it's not just about traveling to whatever country. It's about if the area you're in has not great sanitation resources. Bad plumbing. Yeah. No plumbing. Um, eating raw or undercooked meats, specifically fish, pork, and beef. Improper cooking can fail to k- kill the eggs and larvae. That's why it says on all those restaurants you go to, there's like that little asterisk next to the steak. And then living in endemic areas. So in parts of the world, exposure to tapeworm eggs is more likely 
For instance, in areas of Latin America, China, Sub-Saharan Africa, or Southeast Asia, you're much more likely to come in contact with eggs of the pork tapeworm because free-range pigs may be more common. So what happens if you get a tapeworm? Usually you don't know if you have a tapeworm. That it doesn't just hangs out inside you and you just don't know that it's there. Because you can't feel it. It's right. just in your guts, like eating your food, having a good time. Yeah, and you're shitting out there egg Enjoy- sacks. And- yeah, you're enjoying your McDonald's. It's enjoying your McDonald's. You know, <laughs> when- it's all good. But if complications do ex- occur, they may include digestive blockage, which happens if the tapeworms grow to be large enough. Um, they can actually block your appendix, which leads to appendicitis. Um, they can block your bile ducts, which carry bile from your liver and gallbladder to your intestine, or your pancreatic duct, which carries digestive fluids from your pancreas to your intestine. Oh, that'll turn you real yellow. Um, it can cause brain and central nervous system impairment, and that's called neurocystic or cystic or cosis. Wow. And this is a very dangerous complication and can result in headaches and visual impairment, as well as seizures, meningitis, hydrocephalus, or dementia. Oh, and death, so, and death can actually occur. So parasites can really, really fucking hurt you in many ways. Yes, but I this, mean, is, this is a really, really dangerous complication, specifically of pork tapeworm, and it's like an invasive occurrence. So it's like not common at yeah. all. Like if you just have an adult tapeworm hanging out in your gut, you're, this probably isn't going to happen. So how do you, you kill these motherfuckers? Get in there. Shh. <laughs> just Calm kill down. the motherfucker. Kill it. So Look. gross. Just let me tell my stories. <laughs> Another complication is organ function disruption. Um, so when larvae migrate to the liver, lungs, or other organs, which is definitely not something you want to have happen, they become cysts. And over time, these cysts grow, sometimes large enough to crowd the functioning parts of the organ or reduce its blood supply. And then if it ruptures, it releases more larvae, which moves to other organs and just continues that cycle. A rupture leaking cyst can cause an allergy-like reaction, like itching, hives, swelling, and difficulty breathing. And uh, in severe cases, you might need surgery or even an organ transplant. Jesus. Like this so, thing shut down your organs. Really the only way, um, and like I said, those complications are rare. Generally, the only way you figure out you have a tapeworm is if you notice it hanging outside your body. Like out your butthole? Yes. I knew it was going to be the butthole. <laughs> That's the best hole for it to come out of. Oh, like, I do you want it to come out of your mouth or your eyes or your vag? Or your like, no- it's not going to come out of your vag. Can I don't know, man. Maybe you're peeing it can out. I tell no, you guys you're, a, can I tell you guys a personal story? Yes. Yes. I had worms once. You had worms? Yeah. Were you, oh, little, were you little? Yeah. Were they pinworms? I think they were round worms. Okay. So <laughs> we're broken up. I was on vacation as a child with my parents. I think we were in the American Southwest. It was definitely in America. Like my parents used to, we had some great vacations as when I was a kid. We, we had this conversion van. We would just drive. And so I remember going to the doctor on vacation one time and my mom's like, just take these pills. And years later, she told me why I did not know why I guess she had because we you know we had to stop at truck stops you know my mom would take me and my sister into the bathroom you know we'd all go to the bathroom and stuff she had noticed like I had shitted some worms in the toilet she looked at she she was like don't look at the toilet don't look at it don't look at the toilet we're just gonna get the doctor and she didn't tell me what I had, but she knew I had worms and she took me to the doctor and we got pills. And yeah, she just didn't want to scare the shit out of me. So I, I had worms one time. I just didn't know it. I think that's common for kids. Yeah. 
to get that kind of warm. Yeah, we yeah. were on vacation. I probably picked it up somewhere that I don't know. Yeah, it's because kids are always touching things and touching and their mouth, mouth and yeah. their eyeballs. Scratching their butt and then putting their hands in their mouth, you yeah. know? So, yeah. So, uh, are you guys still with me? I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, still here. Well, good, because now we're going to go into some very scary tales of human tapeworm infestation. Oh, God. So all three Case studies. So all three of the stories I'm about to tell are actually from the Washington Post. Okay. Published at extremely separate times. It just turned out to be a real good resource and good use of my subscription fee. So cool. Story number one is about a man from California with a deep love of salmon sushi and sashimi to the point where he ate it pretty much every day. Uh-huh. One day, this guy, he was suffering from severe gastrointestinal issues and he thought, eh, NBD, until he noticed a long, you know, thing hanging from his butt. So what does he do? He starts pulling on it. As you do. Oh, my God. This is so gross already. Like, just, you got something <laughs> hanging in your butt. You're just like, I'm just going to yank on it. That happened to me one time. <laughs> it wasn't a worm, though. It was a string that I had eaten. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all, we've all pulled a deflated balloon out of a dog's ass. So, okay. Same thing. Same yeah, thing. Same thing. So, he keeps pulling on it. And then he notices that it's moving. Oh, oh, that's bad. Oh my God, it's so fucking nasty. So I guess he pulls all of it out of him and wraps it around an empty toilet paper tube, puts it in a plastic bag and heads to the ER where he asks to be treated for a tapeworm infection. Good thought. And when the man gave his doctor the bag, at first the doctor was like, yeah, tapeworm or whatever. You know, this half, whatever. But then when the guy, when the doctor saw the worm wrapped around the toilet paper roll, he was like, whoa. Um, so he unwound the worm, which is now dead, um, onto the floor, stretched it out, and measured it at about five and a half feet. What? No. What? No. What? No. What? No. What? Yes. No. So this guy like pulled a five and a half foot worm out of his butthole? Like he was doing the goddamn handkerchief cha- <laughs> trick out of his butt? No. Oh my God. No. It's fucking sick. That's a shitty magic trick. Uh, no word on if this guy is still enjoying salmon sushi or not. I, if I was him, I'd give it up. Yeah. Um. The doctor. So the doctor that his doctor is interviewed for this article, and uh, the so this guy, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's all that salmon sushi I was eating. And the doctor was like, mm, yeah, probably because he hadn't been to any other like he hadn't been to any countries where it was prevalent. He hadn't eaten anything else. Like he didn't really have any other risk factors, except that he was eating raw salmon pretty much every day. God. Story number two. So it's actually a pretty similar story. In 2012, a Japanese man was suffering from gastrointestinal distress. Thought nothing of it until he noticed a long, flat object about three feet long emerging from his butt. He immediately went to the ER where they, uh, you know, rectified the situation. (laughs) (laughs) He wrecked him damn near, killed him. (laughs) Wrecked him by. Oh, my God. I hate it. I love it. This infection was also suspected to stem from eating salmon sushi. Oh, um, fuck you, salmon. Well, Ooh. sidebar, I love salmon and avocado sushi. I love, I love salmon. it. Is, is there or is there not a piece of salmon just sitting in your fridge? There is a piece of salmon. It was frozen, though. Yeah. So according to this article, it can be common for fish in the wild to carry this particular tapeworm. Us sushi lovers don't have to give up our habit. 
Proper handling of sushi includes freezing it to temperatures that will kill off any parasites lurking inside the yeah, fish's see? flesh. Okay. My so, salmon was frozen. Again. No tapeworms. Again, it's all about mitigating risk. So if you eat enough salmon sushi like these guys did, it just it increases your risk. And, you know, they happen to be unlucky enough to have eaten someone that probably wasn't frozen properly well enough or maybe was you know served fresh which carries increased risk but handled by somebody with poopy hands you you can uh right but you can and you can like shit all you want no pun intended on the sushi situation in pittsburgh which is you know bad media i was gonna say mediocre okay it's bad where i grew up in kutztown Fair enough. Yeah, it would be. I, I would say it's mediocre here. It's not Fair. good. Yeah. Anyone who says the sushi situation here is bad has never been in a truly bad sushi situation. Anyway, my point being, all the sushi you're getting here is going to be frozen to shit to begin with. So we're probably fine. All right. So last story. And then I'm done. This is kind of the worst one, though. Yay. And, and, and I- we save the best <laughs> for last. <laughs> all right. So in 2018. A woman from New York was given a grave diagnosis. Well, not exactly diagnosis. She was told that she probably had brain cancer based Ew. on her the symptoms she'd reported, which were extreme confusion, hallucinations, and uh, loss of motor skills. And then the her doctor, like, they did an MRI. They saw this lesion on her brain. It looked to them like a tumor. So they're like, yeah, you probably have brain cancer. We need to go in and get it out. But Justine, was it not a tumor? Nope. <laughs> it wasn't. That was a good, good Arnold. Good, 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 good. Jamie just made the jacking off motion. I fucking, I fucking hate when people do Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Really? Yeah, I really fucking hate it. Really? I think he's stupid. I didn't know that was a peppy of yours. Yeah, I hate it. You really chewed on that one too. You were so happy to do it. I yeah, know. yeah, I hated it. I know, I love it. All right. So the surgeons at Mount Sinai had geared up for a routine surgery to extract and biopsy the suspected tumor when they were greeted with something else entirely. Da, da, da. That something else being a, quote, encapsulated mass resembling a quail egg. What? So huh, remember, a quail egg? remember how I told you before that one of the complications of having a tapeworm included like neurological problems and also these cysts? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. That's what this woman had. Mm. Um, So after they removed the mystery mask, they sliced into it to find a baby tapeworm. Mm, Babies. So it's basically one of the last things you'd ever want to find in your brain, except this is infinitely better than cancer's tumor that they thought it was. Yeah, it's way better. Uh, Silver linings. (laughs) Yes. Worms better than cancer. Oh, God. You just have nightmares for the rest of your life. Yeah. So better than having cancer, I suppose. Yeah. So in this scenario, and it's one of the complications we talked about earlier, if you uh if you get tapeworm eggs into you and usually by accidentally ingesting like you know poop the eggs hatch in your intestinal tract and then the larva can burrow through the intestinal wall and travel around your bloodstream to end up god knows where and we talked about that a little <gasps> well, we talked about that a little bit before how yeah. it can cause the cysts and the organ damage well this one happened to form a cyst on her brain oh my god so i'm going to close with some tips from the mayo clinic on how to avoid getting a tapeworm of your very own one, wash your hands. Wash your dirty fucking hands, people. Wash your hands with soap and water. Do it before you eat. Do it before you handle food. And do it after you use the toilet. Please, after come on. <laughs> if you're not washing your hands after you use the toilet, like, we can't be friends. Then you deserve a tapeworm. Yeah, you deserve it. Well, you do, but everyone you meet doesn't. So still fucking 
wash, wash your hands. hands. Yeah. When traveling in areas where tapeworm is more common, wash and cook all fruits and vegetables with safe water before eating. And if the water might not be safe, boil it for at least a minute and then let it cool off before using it. Um, eliminate livestock exposure by properly disposing of animal and human feces. Thoroughly cook meat at temperatures of at least 145 Fahrenheit. But what if I like that steak tartare? Well, then that's the risk you take. <laughs> Freeze meat for as long as 7 to 10 days and fish for at least 24 hours in a freezer with a temperature of minus 31 degrees Fahrenheit to kill tapeworm eggs and larvae. Avoid eating raw or undercooked pork, beef, and fish. Womp womp. And promptly t- treat any animals infected with tapeworm. Okay, so... Did and we- I actually have nothing about how to cure yourself of tapeworm, um, but I think it's a pretty straightforward process. Like, you get You take a medicine. pill and yeah. it kills you. you yeah. yeah, it kills it. It doesn't... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it kills, kills you. the tapeworm. So you don't have a tapeworm you. anymore. Yeah, that's just, just one <laughs> false swoop. But yeah, Just I, kill yourself and I, yeah. you don't have one yeah, anymore. So getting cured of the tapeworm is a straightforward process do you just shit out all the dead tapeworms i think that's a great question that is not one i looked into you uh (laughs) what about the tapeworm diet like what about getting a tapeworm for weight loss so that i read has been um they did do that in the victorian days it's been circulating in kind of like pop culture since since uh like around 1900 and uh it's ineffective I I, i don't think it's really proven to do much i don't think the tapeworm can really absorb enough like it's it's a worm right if you're if you're eating like you might as well just fucking eat less and exercise more it's not like you're having like a teenage boy in your digestive system i don't think the tapeworm's really going to move the needle there so to speak i mean that's that's just my own layman's not not a doctor opinion but it seems very unpleasant and not worth the risk for me but look it up. Yeah. There are vintage advertisements. Oh, they absolutely. Did all kinds oh, absolutely. Stupid absolutely. Things for for tapeworms. Yeah. Check it out. It's pretty cool, uh, listeners, to see like an actual advertisement. And it's like it's just like those old ones that are like, oh yeah, this is cough syrup. It has morphine, heroin, cocaine. You know all this shit in it. You know it's just kind of interesting to see that old stuff and how. What Man, was... can I get some of that cough syrup? Yeah, <laughs> give it to babies. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds it's dope as hell. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, thanks. That was real gross, guys. I definitely made the gross face a whole lot, which uh, means that you guys did your job. And uh, that was fucking great. Um, And they weren't even real bugs. So we didn't even torture you with real bugs. No, no, they weren't. That wasn't as bad as I thought. It was interesting. And I learned some things like that was the best thing about this podcast is is we every every week. I feel like I learned something. And um, so let's uh, wrap it up a little bit with the sickest thing of the week in a good way. Anybody have anything good that happened to them this week that was sick? You're looking at me like, no. Crickets, well, crickets, I didn't. Crickets. I mean, no, I just was going to let someone else go first. Oh, oh, no, please. If you, I don't have anything. You don't have, okay. Oh, no. Justine. Um, well, I uh, I went to Toronto for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. This Toronto. Past week. Um, I went with my good friend Andy. Uh, and we went to see a, a comedian I don't know if any of you guys follow him on YouTube or Instagram, uh, Benny Drama, a.k.a. Benito Skinner. Highly recommend because he does a lot of astrology and Kardashian based jokes. Oh, yeah. I actually do know him, yeah. which is really funny because I remember you talking about him last week and I actually came upon him organically on my own as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm literally just now really I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Because he does. He does like um, 
yeah, he does a lot of like, astrology videos like, like this dating is, like dating a Scorpio. Yeah, this is what yeah. it's like to date a Sagittarius or whatever. Yeah, he's very funny. Terrible. Yeah. So how was that? Was it was really good. Um, it was like he he did an hour set. It was you know comedy show. Um, it was like it was pretty like low key. I think it's his first tour that he's doing. Like Sweet. he's very young. He he's really funny. Like he was really good. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go far. This youngin. But while we were up there, Andy and I ate a ton of really good food, and like we stayed at a really cute Airbnb, and it snowed. And did you get poutine? Yes, we. Oh, we good ate job. poutine. That's what you gotta do in Canada. Yeah. Did we, you have Tim Hortons? No, we actually didn't. But I've had Tim Hortons, so you can get that in America sometimes. Yeah. I know, but areas. it's like the Canada. It's like having dunks in New England. Dunkies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was really good. Um, I loved Toronto, and I. Definitely, I want to go back when it's not snowing. I loved the Airbnb I stayed at. So if anyone wants a recommendation to for an Airbnb in Toronto, hit me up because I know where you should go. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking sick. Sweet. My sickest thing of the week uh, is this weekend is the uh, WFTDA, the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association uh, World Championships. Yes. Yeah. So it's happening in Montreal. And it's being uh, broadcasted on uh, WFTA.tv. You have to buy a little subscription to pay-per-view, but it's worth yeah. it. Unfortunately, by the time you, dear listeners, hear this episode, it will oh, yeah. already be over. I'm plugging something that is already over. But anyways, yeah. But it happens every year. Yeah, it happens every year. And I'm very excited to watch. Uh, I have all three days off, so I'm excited to watch Roller Derby all this weekend. And I'm going to get a fucking steak on Saturday night. Ooh, where are you guys going for that? Butcher in the Rye. Oh, I love Butcher and the Rye. Yeah, bitch. I've never been to Butcher and the Rye. Oh, it's good, man. If, I'm not going to get a steak tartare, but I'm probably going to get me a ribeye that's like medium rare. Okay, if they still have them as appetizers, get the shishito peppers because I love that. Oh, yeah? Oh, are they hot? Only like one in 10 sh- shishitos are hot. They're mostly mild, and then you get a surprise hot one. It's great. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know about that. They're that's so Russian good. Roulette. Surprise hot one? I'd surprise. Be like, <gasps> it's so fun. <laughs> oh, also, okay. Their Brussels sprouts are also really, really good. Oh, I love me some yeah. Brussels sprouts. All right, guys. Uh, so, Justine. Wait, so, JB, nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. For you. Not even remotely. I'm, I'm sorry. Your I'm, hair is silver now. I do. I have silver hair now. That's pretty sick. I guess. Silver hair. I had, I had a coworker come up to me and just be like, what did you do? You're like, well, I, that's uh, rude. <laughs> I yeah, aged. I did. I thought it was very rude. Silver hair. I was like, whatever. It's fucking fashion. <laughs> it's fashion. Look it up. Um, Justine, yeah. Tell us where to find us. Tell oh, yeah. them where to find us. Oh yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you've already found us. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, but you can find us if you don't like where you found us. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> on Spotify. You might Stitcher. like us better on a different service. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe our voices. You'll like have- us better on Spotify. <laughs> have more dulcet tones on other side. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but if you if you like what you heard. Please consider subscribing so you never miss a second of sickness. You never want to miss this. No. Nope. And uh, mm-hmm. and feel free to throw us a, you know, five star rating and a cute little review because uh, that would that would really make our days. And if not, you know, just, you know, turn us off. Walk away. If you're yeah. one of those white dreaded hair people. Don't <laughs> have white just dreads. Go away. Just go take care of the spiders in your hair mm. and don't write a negative <laughs> review. And uh-huh. don't write in to tell us about it, even though that is very, very sick. If you want to tweet at us and yell at us or tell us sick stories, you can get us on Twitter at that sick pod. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at that sick podcast. And you can send us emails at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. Add us, bros. So remember, friends.
if you don't wash your hands after taking a shit, that's, that's sick. <laughs>